So in in the spirit of Christmas and yeah. and you know giving, like since we talked about last episode about the anal gangbang and you know the repercussions of that, like the mm-hmm. stoning, murder, everything else. Um, what about like mouth stuff? Oh, and, and more so, what about mouth stuff on like her? Like if you're, you know, well. <laughs> That's very nice of you. That's very like I'm glad you're thinking about her. That's really nice of you. Yeah. Always. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I'm sure your wife appreciates that. You should mm. always be a very giving individual. I don't know. <laughs> I've not read that. I'm sure it's in there. Are, are rabbis afraid to broach that one? No. Or, or just they don't have experience. <laughs> oh. <laughs> please don't send me any please don't say I'm anti Semitic. <laughs> there are so many writings about everything under the sun with rabbis. I would be surprised if there is not an oral section like about everything. Uh, oral history, if you will. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, I've already been into the, the the sauce tonight, if you will. Yeah. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Where are you at? I'm on the Orange Boys. I'm, I'm changing my ways. Thanks to my boy Neil, the, giving the gift that keeps on giving. Actually... That is a gift from Cynthia, one of our co-questioners. Oh, thank you, Cynthia. That's our shout is, out. Yeah, this is great. I was thinking of something um, smart to say, but it's just, man, this is awesome. Thank you. Uh, so again, I am Neil. I am our lead questioner and architect, and this is Chris, the uh, super high-functioning alcoholic, official Bible reader, and uh, beer drinker. Yeah, that goes with the alcoholic thing. And this is beer and Bible. But you already knew that because you clicked on it and you're listening to us. So, so welcome, yeah. welcome to the shit show. Hopefully, you have seen that this is part two of our Christmas special, and would love for you to continue listening. I will tell you, if you have not listened to part one, you're going to be completely lost. It'll be right there for you, though. Right. So we last time talked about how a woman that is betrothed, she's engaged to somebody. If in the Jewish culture around that time, so the best way we can tell. If she had had sex before getting married, what would have happened and what were the options of where she goes next? What is the outcome of that? So please go back, check that out, and we're going to pick up. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the death penalty in first century Judaism. Now, if you are thinking about first century Israel, it is currently at that time under Roman rule. And Romans are trying to keep the peace, and they're not just letting the folk of the region just do whatever they want and keep their own laws. They're trying to keep a little bit of peace, and they don't want any any uprising. So one of the things that they, for the most part, have taken away, I'm not going to say you know, 100%, but one of the big things was capital punishment. They really tried to remove that. Not only that, but there were already Jewish sages, whether in reaction to the Roman rule, I can't tell you this, but I can tell you that they also had their discussion about when you should or should not enact capital punishment. So picking up from last week, we talked about how in the Torah that it did say that if a woman who is betrothed sleeps with a man in a city and does not cry out, I'm butchering the text, but that's why Chris is the Bible reader. (laughs) Anyways, check out last time is that she should be stoned. We talked about some rabbinic ideas on that, and we're going to pick up on, okay, now that this has happened, and in our case, we're talking about the Virgin of Mary, if she is now with child that would indicate to somebody that she may or may not have had sex with somebody. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, because it, it's not like, oh, Mary's pregnant and she's betrothed, betrothed to Joseph. It's like the Virgin Mary is pregnant. Like, yes. They make sure to put a point on that. Yes. Like, and you, you know what's so funny <clears throat> as we're talking about that is like just growing up, 
growing up in the church, I always took it as like, oh, it's the Virgin Mary or, or, or Catholicism. That's a big thing, like the mm-hmm. Virgin Mary. So let's like not not to put any of our listeners on blast that are Catholic. Like I'm not trying to do that at all, but it's all this whole thing of like, oh, the Virgin Mary, like the big focus on her virginity. Like it was God that put her in there. Yeah. And like we're talking about the opposite of that. Like this brings this brought like shame on everyone. Yes. Like they say, like, oh, she was a virgin. It's like this uplifted thing. She was a virgin, and then God like did this. But in that day and time. And what's going on? There was standard procedure going on of, I love you, you love me, let's make a family, let's do this thing. And then all of a sudden, it's this atomic bomb of, oh, fuck. Like, societally, culturally, everything, it's like this fucking bomb of a situation has been created out of nowhere. That's supposed to be a, a, like, this is going to be a blessing to the world, apparently but if you're joseph or you're mary or both you're like fuck yes it is a huge mess so a lot of times when a betrothal happened i didn't really talk about this so think if you are hearing us say betrothal 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 if you haven't already googled it or you're driving that means engagement so they are engaged and it is a very serious legal engagement that means that they are legally married in everyone's eyes now some people have speculated because joseph was a carpenter that means he is not a farmer and he's not a fisherman. He is not bound to one location. And he might be an itinerant worker. He's a contractor. He, yeah. So he might be moving around. So usually when you got engaged at that time, you would say, hey, we are now legally married, but we're not living together. And in that time period from point A to point B, like the, the time period, I'm going to be going and working and establishing a home. So in some cases they would take their father's house and then build an addition onto their father's house, just a wing to the house. And that would be where she would come into mm-hmm. or other cases that they, you would establish your own house and you would say, I'm going to go develop myself and prepare myself so that you have a life to step into. If you're a young woman and you're looking at a guy and he has no future, I don't care what century it is, not a good bet. Yeah. But if he's saying, I want to marry you and here is what I'm doing and you are not going to move into me until I am like has that establishment and, and all that's happening pretty quickly within the, from what I've read, betrothals were usually between one and three years. So he might be going and traveling and taking odd jobs, being a carpenter, different places. This is also why uh, just a heads up in the story, there will be a point where Mary and Joseph and little baby Jesus go to Egypt for a while. They hightail it out there, and that's part That's part of the time that Jesus grows up, is in Egypt. And what allows that is Joseph's a carpenter. He can take his trade and go anywhere and oh, help yeah. anybody. It's a very mobile job. So he goes away. There's some of the speculation, or he's at least not in the town, or maybe he is in the town. But then, you know, Mary's pregnant. And that's a hard thing, because his his fiance is pregnant, and he's not If I ever there. get pregnant, I'm telling Stacy, God came in me. Uh, On me, like a fish. Upon. 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 Yeah. Well, which we've said can happen because angels, man. Angels. It's fine. I think it's cute. Okay. So we've established that she is pregnant. They are betrothed. This is a bad situation. And last time we talked about how the Jewish Torah, the law, which God wrote, by the way, just to remind everybody, God wrote that. He came up with the rules is that if a man slept with a woman that was betrothed to another, then both the man who slept with her and the woman who slept with him should die. Can I play devil's advocate for a minute? Yeah. This is going to fuck you up. Do it. This is going to be a tangent. So don't forget where you're at. Okay. Because I'll forget. I've been drinking. I'm going to forget where we're at. But 
couldn't Joseph have just been like, yeah, dude, I couldn't wait. I had to, we we had to do the dirty. Like we had to get in there. Like I, I like I already paid the dues. I was already like I just couldn't. I couldn't you're, wait. And and he's still in the clear as far as Jewish law as long as he carries through with everything. You're jumping ahead. Oh, damn it. All right, sorry. Fuck. Chris, I love how smart you are, especially when you're drunk smart. <laughs> you just explained a bunch of Torah. So technically, he should be able to be like, yeah, we fucked and like bypass the whole situation. And that's how they get. That's why we have Jesus today. <laughs> All right. So the question is, what about the death penalty? I'm actually going to quote from Mishan Makot 110, a Sanhedrin. So that is, think of that as the 70 elders or like the actually technically 71 but 71 elders that are going to be the sort of supreme court of all jewish law at that time a sanhedrin that puts a man to death once in seven years is called a murderous one oh. rabbi rabbi eliezer ben azariah said or even once in 70 years rabbi tarfan and rabbi akiba said if we had if we had been in the sanhedrin no death sentence would have ever have been passed Rabban Simeon Ben Gamaliel said, if so, they would have multiplied the murders in Israel. So mm. the idea was any sort of Supreme Court that pushes the death penalty, that would be murderous. So they, yeah. they really believe that the Sanhedrin should do everything they can to avoid ruling in favor of this. So, so that would be like, like, we're not jumping to conclusions. We're not here just stoning everybody. We're like, yeah. Yes, and also when you have Roman-occupied Israel, Rome really doesn't want you murdering your people either. Yeah. So everyone's going to fuck you up yeah. if you do. Uh, so Sanhedrin 1-4 requires 23 of the people within the Sanhedrin, which is 71 people. 23 of them all have to agree to the death penalty, make it more difficult. There was also a certain number of people that could vote against it. And so that, that's This is cool, again, to always fuck you up on yeah. and drag you away from things. But that's cool to think about because, like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, anytime we talk about, like, my, my view or lens on biblical things, it basically equates to, like, medieval things or primitive people where it's just, oh, hey, we're just going to murder everybody. Like, yeah. We're just, if anybody gets out of line, just fucking kill them. And so to see something where it's a more stable society where it's once in seven years is a murderous court, once in 70 years is a murderous court. Like, yes, that's the society I want to fucking live in because that's better than what we're dealing with now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like you, we need to make this shit work. Like not fucking be dysfunctional and if you look at these laws if you look at like because it sounds primitive but once you dig into it again going back to how like me and you we keep talking about deuteronomy and leviticus but all the times we've gone into it and if you go into it with an open mind and you understand it you're like this shit isn't savage like this is pretty this is pretty fucking like like the, there's an architecture behind this. This is pretty good. Like yeah. it, it, it's basic common fucking sense. Like we got into the um the shit of like you know what happens if your cow tramples somebody or it gets out or it does this or it destroys property. And for us, it's like, well, that sounds kind of dumb. But then if you look at it the overall picture, it's like this is a pretty fair fucking gig. And even talking about stoning people, and then you're talking about the court that's going to be prosecuting this. It's not mm -hmm. like oh you know. Put him to death. Put him to death. Like, off with his head. Off with his head. No. We got to look at all angles here. We're not here to kill people. We're not. Yeah, and this is all <laughs> happening right around approximately the same time as Jesus. There is a Sanhedrin at the time of Jesus. So this is being said of that body that existed. And for me, 
So it's I, like I the a... complete opposite of the Catholic Church back in the oh Inquisition. <laughs> <era>. Inquisition <yeah. laughs> So for me, I think uh, as a person that likes to study the New Testament, a lot of times when I say, let me take the Old Testament and jump directly to the New Testament, uh, this is taking the Jewish scripture and applying it immediately to the Jesus stuff without understanding the interpretation at the time of Jesus, it gets really confusing. That's part of the inspiration for this whole thing when we're talking about, okay, according to Deuteronomy, she's supposed to be stoned, but now we're looking into, okay, well, how did they handle and how did they interpret that verse? And how did that fit into the culture of Mary and Joseph at this mm. moment? Yep. So what you should pull away from this is that they are not trying to actively look for young virgins to kill. Yes. Or non-virgins. Yeah, they're not, they're not just hunt, roaming the streets. <laughs> that mm. is not their goal. So continuing to read this, I want to read something that is in reference or at least close to the section that we're talking about specifically regarding a woman who's betrothed sleeping with a man. The school of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi taught a source for the requirement is to forewarn a transgressor from the verse concerning the court-imposed capital punishment meted out to the one who commits adultery with a beautiful young woman, as it is stated, for the matter that he humbled his neighbor's wife, Deuteronomy 22-24. So this Objection. Is, yeah. Uh, 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 beautiful is a subjective term, so I would like that stricken from the record. The l- no, I'm just yeah, yeah. <laughs> and neighbor that's subjective too what if he lives across town or you think he's an asshole yeah it <laughs> that like sounded like straight up lawyer speak coming objection. Okay. objection but this is specifically the question that rabbi hanasi is bringing up or sorry the objection you said objection other <laughs> got him <laughs> Specifically, what Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi is talking about is the verse that we're talking about. The very Deuteronomy verse about if a woman is betrothed and she commits adultery, she should be stoned. And so they make a verbal analogy for matters involving speech, like talking about things. The punishment is given only if the witnesses issued a verbal forewarning. So the conversation would be if I am engaged to a woman... And she's hanging out with a guy named Greg, mm-hmm. and they're getting along really well. And she's telling me how funny he is. He sends, I don't know, the best memes. I don't know how guys flirt, but whatever it is. And then she's like, oh, he's just a friend from work. I'm going to go hang out with him. Then later on, I find out, like, oh, yeah, we went to hang out. We went to hang out at the brewery after work, and it was just, and no one else showed up. So it's just the two of us, but we had a great time. Like, after a while, maybe we like, did anal. Right, right. <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. It's, it's. Didn't you see what Rabbi Yehuda Nahas She did said? anal to me. I did anal to her. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> A little pegging. Yeah, it, it's fine. <laughs> Rabbinically, Neil, it's fine. Uh, it was. It was just me and ten. We analed each other. It was just me and ten guys from work. Don't worry about them. The point is, you're supposed to have that conversation up front. I should tell her, hey. I don't feel comfortable with you and Greg hanging out all the time. Yeah. And we set those boundaries now. Now, if the court, the Sanhedrin was around and the idea is like, they go, hey, um, did you ever have that conversation? Like, you knew that she was hanging out with Greg? Well, yeah. Did, did you ever have that conversation? Well, no. Well, no. I, she she should have known better. Yeah. And so it's, it's about... Well, no. <laughs> not to make this about couples counseling, but just simply said, I I think from a person that has no couples counseling experience here is that communication is very important. Very and you important. Talk about what you're comfortable with, what you're yes. not comfortable with. 
and you don't go back and say, I never told you my boundaries and I'm upset that you violated the boundaries I never told you about. That's a very good way to put it. Yes. So continuing on. Yeah, that shit's unfair. Right. So they're not going to put her to death for that. Now, is this wrong? Yes. But the Sanhedrin are trying to find exceptions. So what they're trying to say is you and your wife communicated or you and your fiance communicated that this was not appropriate. She still went and did that. That shows intention. That shows the maliciousness. Therefore, we're going to carry through the punishment that is described. Okay. So let's, let's. Let's continue and let's read. This is going back to Kiddushin 10a. So this is the massive book on Jewish interpretation regarding betrothal or engagement. (gasps) Do it. Rabbi Zira said, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, same guy, uh, concedes with regards uh, to the fine of a rapist and a seducer. Yes. (laughs) Rapist and seducer. I'm not sure if those are two different things, but anyways. Yeah, yeah, they're not the same. That they all pay this fine, that they are not exempt merely because of the acts of intercourse were with a non-virgin. So this is if you are sleeping with a non-virgin that maybe is betrothed. The Gemara asks, in what way is the case different from the death penalty? With respect to the death penalty, they are punished as though they engage in intercourse with a betrothed non-virgin. Yet concerning the fine, they pay as though they engage in intercourse with a virgin. The Gemara answers, it is different with regard to capital punishment as the verse states. Then the man only who lay with her shall die, Deuteronomy twenty two twenty five, which indicates that, uh, that only one man is executed for having intercourse with a virgin. So this would not be. So in this case, this would not be Mary. This would be whoever slept with her, and no more. The Gemara asks, and the rabbi, what do they do with this term only? The Gemara answers. This is a Jewish writing. When I say Gemara, Jewish writing here answers. They require. You think that's why they're uncomfortable with the whole like Jesus story? Is because they're like, we'd have to kill God. No, there's a lot more they're uncomfortable with. Okay, cool. Like cool, the, cool. this, that, that would be like, that, <laughs> cool, no, cool, no, no, no. Cool, cool. That's <laughs> not the hang up. <laughs> no, that the, the, even the idea of God uh, getting someone pregnant is. That, that well, that's itself. happened before, right? No, no. Oh, angels were getting people pregnant. No, uh, because the angel would show up and you'd either be dead or pregnant back in the Old Testament. Uh, no, the stories in the Old Testament in regards to pregnancy were still miraculous, but it was more like someone that was either clearly barren yeah. or was aged out. Like we're talking somebody that's in their 90s getting pregnant. Somebody's like, I don't want a kid. Don't do that. Ah, we're sorry for you. You better have a kid. <laughs> it's, I'm going to die. I'm going <laughs> to die if you put a kid in. <laughs> sorry, dog. They wink and just yeah. like fly up to heaven. Fucking asshole angel. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your people. <laughs> Fuck all you people. What do you mean, you people? You fucking angels. (laughs) All your weird eyes and your wings. That is biblically accurate. (laughs) It's like a ball of eyes with some hairy-ass wings hanging on the side. No, they're hot. they got to be hot. And androgynous. It's It's the angel. It's Gabriel from fucking Constantine. Devil was great in that, too. I love him as an actor. And that devil. That's my favorite devil. I've got a couple, but that's my favorite. All right, so we're going to come back to the devil some other time. Right now, back to Jesus. How do I keep focusing on the devil? It's your favorite. Way more interesting than Jesus. But back to Mary. Go, just read. Thank you. Damn it. The Gemara answers, they require it for that which is taught in the Barita, that verse states, then they shall both of them die. Deuteronomy 22, 22. Die! This indicates that this is not the case unless the two of them are equal, i.e. both deserve punishment. But if one cannot be punished, for example... If he is a minor, then the other is not executed either. What's what's considered a minor? Oh, wait, under 13? 
Oh gosh, this is gonna be off the top of my head. I kid you not. I was just reading in the this Hebraic literature. They were talking about if a boy was it be pre bar mitzvah, right? Well, yeah, it's gonna be pre bar mitzvah. And when I was reading, and I'm just telling you guys what I'm reading in the don't take this as law. Yeah, if a boy is nine years and one day (laughs) old, then the intercourse and the sexual misconduct, I guess, whatever, like whatever law he's broken in, in, in regards to sex still counts. Oh, so under, so it could be under nine. It could Dang. be under bar mitzvah. So it could be under 13, could be under nine. Gotcha. I don't really know, but I can just go tell you that those are two ages that are brought up in the Talmud. Interesting. I'm not, I'm again, I'm not committing to right, which right, one. Right, I'm right. just saying, this Hey, here are two ages. Yeah. If you want to look into this, knock yourself out. So, Continuing, statement of Rabbi Oshaya. What was this, feudal Japan? <laughs> he had a katana. Like, <laughs> Daimyo Oshaya. <laughs> I just love the idea of a kippa and a katana together. Little little yamaka. That would be pretty fucking badass. Yeah. When ne- when's Netflix going to make that TV show? Yeah. All right, so Rabbi Yonatan says of the verse... Then the man only who lay with her shall die indicates that in some cases only one of them is liable to receive the death penalty. The Gemara asks, and Rabbi Yohanan, from where does it derive the conclusion that only a woman's husband can render her a non-virgin through intercourse in an atypical manner? So the idea that would be going back to our previous discussion where uh, a man can make her no longer a virgin through anal intercourse, but they're saying only if that's her husband. Mm. But she's still a virgin if she's had anal with somebody else. Gotcha. So this just a different Different take on this one. So hmm. if he uses the verse to derive the mode of, of the betrothal by the means of intercourse. So you are only betrothed once you've had sex. The Gemara answers. What if, if he's been penetrated? I don't know. Again, they're probably writing. This is this. misogynistic. This is that's clearly it. This doesn't make any sense. to Maybe me. Maybe they've been taking on too many Roman and uh, Grecian tactics or, 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 or culture. Come on, Yehuda. Let's go to the bathhouse. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. It'll we're all going to the bathhouse. Yeah, fine. 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 Yeah. 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 Don't worry about your fiance. Yeah, this is bro time. <laughs> just bros. Bros. Just bros, bros. in the bathhouse. <laughs> the Gemara answers, if so, that this verse is teaching only one halakha, that is the way you do things the living out your religion let the verse write if a man be found lying with a virgin of a man literally a woman who is engaged uh, in sexual intercourse with a man what is indicated by the term the virgin of the husband literally who engaged in sexual intercourse with the husband learn these two halakhot from it first the one betrothed a woman through intercourse and second that only a woman's husband can render her a non-virgin by intercourse in an atypical manner just more discussion on this but you know you know what I'm yeah. getting from this whole thing? What? It's basically like you're living in pretty small communities. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's not a small community, you 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 know your neighbors. Yes. If you fuck around, they're all find you're out. gonna find out. Like <laughs> it's all- the scientific method. You fuck around, you find out. Like it. Like just don't fuck around. Like if you are like, you know. Yeah. Don't cheat. If you if you're horny, go beat your meat. Yeah. Forget about her. They got, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so what I wanted to point out with that section right there is that it does talk about this idea that only one of them, that it could be that just the man is put to death in certain cases. And in other cases, if one cannot be put to death, then the other cannot as well. So I am speculating, kind of drawing from that along with the Sanhedrin not wanting to put anyone to death along with the discussion is that in this time period, even though Deuteronomy says that you should put somebody to death if they do these things 
there were all of these interpretations that said, well, not really. We're not, we can't actually do it legally or comfortably do it while still meeting all these other rules. Mm, so we're kind of finding a way out. So I want to, my next question is, Virgin, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, Virgin Mary, because again, your community. He did like, do air quotes. I'll, I'll, I, I concur. Yeah. So you were talking about, she's in a small town and everyone's like, yes, you're pregnant magically. Yeah. Totally understand that. So my question is, what happens to Jesus? Because in our t- day and age, but he's getting no dad. He he is a baby yeah. Jesus. Uh, so we're looking at Jesus the baby. And there's a question. There's something called a mamzale, which is a person of unclean. Did you say mom's way out? No. <laughs> mamzale. Oh, oh, gotcha. I missed Mamzale. So a mamzale, that would be somebody of, that comes from an unpure origin. But then there's also a subset within these mamzer called the shetuki and a mamzer cannot enter the congregation so that comes from deuteronomy 23 3 so that means if you are a mamzer if you come from an impure origin you cannot participate in a lot of the same jewish practices i don't think i can either no no you got you got the ink you got the snip i got got neutered yep yeah so there are a busted ankle got a lot of shit broken yeah you would you would not be the spotless lamb i would be on the outside i'd be that guy next to the well Acting like I was blind, trying to grab people's nuts, thinking it was their coin purse. <laughs> anyway, back to the back to the upstanding citizens of Jewish society <laughs> in this day. So Jesus, I'd be proud too. I'd be proud. I, I would live that life. You know. Yeah. So maybe Jesus. That was one option. Is Jesus could be at the well trying to grab people's purses, but instead grabbing their nuts. But <laughs> he could be a shutiki. shutiki. So. Sh- I'm going to jump to Kiddushin 73a, which we've been staying in a lot. This is all the betrothal texts yeah. here. It is one who is a definite mamzer who may not enter, but one who is a mamzer as a result of uncertainty. So we don't know who the father is. For Mori. So, yeah, so this is a shetuki. So this would be Jesus, because we don't know who Mary slept with that produced Jesus, may enter. And similarly, it is into the congregation of those with definite unflawed lineage, so that the pure bloods that a mamzer may not enter, but to the congregation with those of an uncertain lineage, again, the Jesus in this case, he may enter. So he may still come there. It's jumping ahead, Kiddushin 74a. If a woman claims the origin of her child is clean versus unclean and arguments on whether or not she should be believed. So they go, hey, do you know who the father is? If she says, yes, it was this person outside of the ethnicity <clears throat> group, the ethnic group, they'd say, great, then he is not part of us. He's a mamzer. If she says, I don't know. And she shrugs. Then they're like, okay, well, he's uncertain. So we don't want to exclude him because we don't know whether his father is or is not mm. Jewish. So we're going to let him, we're, we're going to let that go. And then there's, I other, feel like I would always go with the second option and be like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if you're going to put just, it that way, then I <laughs> just self-preservation, like and just well, go with option two. If I remember right, when Ryder first came out, you were, whoa, you were, whoa, 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 whoa. You were surprised. <laughs> I was. And didn't one of the nurses, <laughs> Get worried? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was a whole thing. That was a, and and with the second child as well too. Yeah, they were <laughs> very hairy, dark skinned. <laughs> so there's a, there's a moment where everyone goes, "Oh shoot, what happened here in the betrothal period?" And there's a, there's don't look anything like me. His head's all folded like a fin, like a fucking Dilophosaurus. He still looks a lot like my brother. I've got questions, but that's that's for that's another for another time. 
We'll talk about the Yavama and the Yavam another day. <laughs> like anyone who's like Googling what is Yavam, you guys are about to you're about to enjoy that. Yeah, we we need to revisit this whole law thing off off mic here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so going to Kiddushin. So this is a if a woman claims the origin of her child, like what it is, then the, there's an argument that, that she should just be, be believed. The midwife only immediately. So this is at what point can you declare that this is or is not somebody's child? All right. Mm. But once to- I know the answer to this, once it's once they're born, you compare penis sizes or penis shapes side by side. Is that a thing? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 gotcha you got did. all of y'all i got all y'all i 100 was like <laughs> yeah the nurse brought him in she's like all right drop your pants sir and i'm like it's a, it's a little scared but i will drop my pants i'm gonna have to shake it out a little i, I, I like, <laughs> see the same shape it is my son in my mind I was, <laughs> in my mind i was like i know that we don't do that now and and things <laughs> but i wasn't sure if there was some sort of like long-standed like Romanian thing, yeah, it's like, a, like, it's old a thing. old white people think. Yeah, I, I had <laughs> like, no uh, idea if that was a year eons and eons yeah. ago. Yeah, it's how they did it in the Middle Ages, and <laughs> yeah. I would just been like, dude, they did some weird stuff in the Middle Ages. <laughs> they did. So I would not would not. It surprised me, but I didn't seem it didn't seem unbelievable. So you one hundred percent got me. <laughs> yes, king of bullshit, <laughs> reigning champion <laughs> of lies. All right, so basically the devil. So the midwife. Only immediately. So she, if she sees the kid, she can be like, you are not, not the, the father. father. Right. The mother, it can do it in the first seven days. And then the father can acknowledge it at, for all of time. So as he taught, he shall acknowledge the firstborn. He shall acknowledge him before others. Hence, Rabbi Judah said, a man is believed when he says, this son is my firstborn. And just as he is believed when he says, this son is my firstborn. So is he believed when he says, this is the son of a divorced woman. This is the son of a halusa. But the sages, loser. but the sages said he is uh, not believed. So now we have the lay of the land. Oh, you had me scared. You said, let's go ahead. I was like, I'm not reading shit. Yeah. I've been Do drinking you- too much. No, I'll drink some. Uh, I mean, I'll drink some. I'll read something. What you yeah. need me to read? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah Matthew. Yep, there was more Matthew to yeah. be had. To behest. Yeah, so go ahead and, yeah, let's go ahead and read that section. <sighs> because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. So let's hang on to there, right there. Yeah, I see. That's how you got me last time. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to stop there and say, okay. So he sees the situation. You guys see the situation. Everyone understands that he's going to divorce her at this point because he's legally. He's a good dude. He's legally he's married. He's a good dude. Yeah. I also like how it says he was like a follower of the law, but I like to be like, but not too much because if he was like a real follower of the law, he would have been like, guys, get your stones. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad that Joseph was righteous, but not too righteous. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he was just the right amount of ES. Yeah. So he has got this in his head that he is going to divorce her. That's all I wanted to talk about. Let's continue reading again. My apologies. All right. All right. All right. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and got him pregnant too. Oh, wait. Sorry. I misread that. Sorry. Sorry. So that was a total mistake. Total mistake. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Don't worry. Don't yeah. don't worry about it. 
Yeah. It was God. God got her pregnant. Don't just, you're cool. You're cool. I'd wake up and be like, that's the most fucked up dream I've ever had not being on acid. That's fucking whack. Be like, ain't no, wake her up, smack her. Are you pregnant? Well, they're probably not living together at this point. I'd have, so you, I'd have phone called her ass. Yeah. Thrown a, a carrier pigeon her way or some shit. Be like, are you pregnant? I don't know. I don't. Yep, I feel pregnant. Well, from what we understand. Goddamn. From what we understand, he already knew that she was pregnant. She was oh, already that's showing. Right. That's right. So he's like, he had this dream, and he's just like, I guess I'm going to trust my dream. Ward works in mysterious ways. Yes. There is a really good Christmas play that I really like. It's Beer and Bible approved, let me put it that way, called The Strange Tale of Mary and Joseph's Baby. Fantastic. If there was ever a Christmas play that I could sit through and enjoy, that's it. Mm. Worth checking out. Definitely not close to the PG and PG-13 rating. It's... I'll say this. It is not G-rated. Hmm. It is probably on the higher end of PG, lower end of PG-13. But I really enjoy it because one That's of the things... That's where I, I thrive. Yes. Or this kind of ratings. But one of the things I appreciate is they bring up, like, Joseph has a dream. She has a vision and an encounter with an angel, and he just has a dream. And he, he's just got to run and trust that, yeah. which is wild. Trust and believe. <laughs> I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Just... Again, devil's advocate playing basic as it can get white male on the planet. Thinking about Joseph, if I sent that carrier pigeon and was like, are you pregnant? And it comes back pregnant, I'd be like, what the fuck? This sucks. I didn't even get to be the one. Like, I mean, I like if God's got this big plan going on and it's like, you got to come in my wife. Like, couldn't we have just yeah. like. I mean, I've been totally cool to adopt, like, really, like, little cute carpenter doing stuff ass Jesus, like, and bring him into the family and raise him. But you got to fucking pork my wife and put me in a political and financial and weird situation. Yes. I'd be like, that's just grounds for an atheist right there, dude. (laughs) Be like, fuck you. Fuck this. Fire middle foot. Pop, 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 pop. I'm out. Like, y'all suck. That would... Yeah, and then the angel I, I, comes and he's like, son of David. I'd be like, bitch, put that shit back in your mouth. Like, they just fell out. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck everything you stand for. Did you fuck my wife? Uh, no, no, it was God. Uh, well, fuck him too. Like, I'm out. Like, see you later. Yes. I'm I'm mad. I'm being I'm being real world flesh and blood. You created the ants. The ants mad. It yes. sucks. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, and Joseph, he is, I guess that's where the righteous comes in. Matt has to like lay it out in the beginning and be like, He's righteous. Like all y'all listening, all y'all on the airwaves, Joseph is better than all of y'all. So just shut the fuck up and listen to the story. So, <laughs> so again, we gotta we really have to be careful and be trying to focus on how Matthew used the phrase righteous. Yeah. Matthew always uses righteousness in regards to people's actions and closeness to the Torah, as yeah. I just said. So what is Joseph's option here? Yeah. So he wants to be righteous. He's probably pretty pissed. Yeah. Uh, I just think of like the visceral, like the visceral reaction of humans or just like, like, you know. Oh yeah. (laughs) That sucks. I just got cheated on. Like God. Yeah, sure. Yeah. haven't seen that motherfucker hasn't been around since old Elisha went up in a ball of fucking flames years ago. Like, ain't nobody seen their hurt from that motherfucker in a while. I, I'm 100% (laughs) with you. If God's around, why are the Romans? Wait, was it Elisha or Elijah? Uh, Elijah. Elijah. Ja, with a J. With a J. Yeah. It, it went up in the mm, chariot. Yeah. 
And Elisha was just kind of chilling. Yeah. Okay, so what is Joseph's option here? Because he just got cheated on by his his fiance, who keeps saying it's God. Quotes, air quotes again. So Kiddushin 10, 8. So we're going back. We're staying in the... He giveth and he taketh away. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your wife. Oh, thank you. I mean, like, after after I'm done. I'm sorry, what, I God? I keep throwing the thing... Like, I hope there's some, like, old, like, southeastern churchgoers in this in our podcast pool who hear some of these things. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry for all y'all listening. I don't think they would have made it past the first 10 minutes, so we're good. (laughs) Damn it. All right, so Joseph would have had an option to give a bill of divorce to her father. So this is Kiddushin uh, 10a. We have been living in the betrothal text here. Abaya said, come and hear a resolution from the following Mishnah, Ketubot 46b. So he's referencing a different one, which is the writing of the marriage Mm -hmm. vows. A father has authority over his daughter with regard to her betrothal, whether it is through money, that is, again, through money, through document, or through sexual intercourse, the three ways that you can get betrothed. Likewise, a father has a right to the items uh, he has found in her earnings. So if she works or something else prior to getting married, doing a job, then he has fiscal responsibility to affect the nullification of her vows, i.e. the father may nullify his daughter's vows, and he accepts her bill of divorce on her behalf if she is divorced from the betrothal before she becomes a grown woman. So there is an option there that he can give a bill of divorce. So he's not going to go and have her killed, but he has an option that he can give her a, a, a bill of divorce, nullify the, the marriage and call it off there. So that's hmm. sort of where, and maybe at this point, then she can be betrothed rabbinically, be betrothed to somebody else. Again, we're dealing with rabbis that could be anywhere from two to 300 years after Jesus. This is a, another one, Tractate Derach Eretz Rabbah, one, two. If a divorce, if a divorcee, divorcee, if a divorcee yes. who became betrothed was seduced, whether under force of her free will or if she is uh, forbidden to return to her former husband. So the question about, you know, what are his options for Matthew writing about Joseph being a righteous man, he is under the rabbinic understanding of how things happen is once she has slept with somebody else that he should divorce her. There are, this does continue, by the way, if you're going, wait, wait, did you just say under force or of her free will? You mean to say that this was, uh, they actually went further and said that they are to still be married if she was attacked, if, if this was outside of her free will. But there's also a strange thing in a lot of this Jewish discussion between seduction and free will. Mm. A lot of times, and I would say this is 90% of the readings I've gone through, what I've seen is that seduction from a male seducing a woman, he's held very accountable for seducing a woman. So it's more like he has done what's wrong and she is complicit. If that makes, that's probably the best way of putting it, is this man attacked this woman but today we would say they were equally agreeing to it, but for them it would be more of, no, he was doing something wrong, and she was complicit. She was more passive. He is more active in the sin. Does that? No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm like kind of like stewing on things right now. I, I just wanted to make sure everyone understands that the d- situation we're describing here <clears throat> is not the way that we see as what we call rape today. Right. Not it. Understood that maybe she was more seduced. Anyway, so these are our options that Joseph has. But here, he's being told by an angel, you should take her. Well, you know, you know the fucked up part is all the things you're describing of yeah. all this stuff. 
You know who did all that shit? God. The fish. Yeah, the God, fish God, God the fish come boy. Yeah. So he did all the wrong things <laughs> he in this did case. All the wrong. Welcome to Beer and Bible. Yeah, we don't, I, know. I don't have any answers for you if you want to spin uh, it that way. I was just thinking about it. Well, no, no, I don't want to spin it that way, but I was just thinking like, God, all these people, they were like thrust into this like it's a situation that is like gonna live forever and be like a testament for a lot of things or like it's going to be the foundation of a lot of things we're just like but if you when you it's easy it's that's the whole thing like i guess that's what we do i guess that's what we're here for is like you sit here and it's like i'm thinking about me growing up in the church and you read these stories and it's so picture perfect of like the virgin mary which back then, I don't even know they said virgin, but it's like Mary had, a, you know, when you're a kid. And it's like, yeah. oh, I had a baby, and then Joseph, and all this stuff. And it's like, if you think about it in this context, if you dig into it the way we're digging into it right now, like everybody who's like made it to this point and listened this long, and you're like, this is fucked. Like yes. everybody in this situation is fucked. Joseph is fucked. Mary is fucked. Jesus essentially is going to grow up. Like, like he might like yeah. even if shit works out, there's gonna be rumors floating around about this family, you know. Like, probably good that they went to Egypt for a couple of years. Yeah, like, let it cool down. And, and it's like, what? What was? Like, why make it this hard, God? If you wanted to send the Savior to Earth, why like send him into the shit storm? Like, why not just start it as like, hey, perfect, like upcoming family, and they're just or not even perfect, but just like, hey normal ass family he's just like no we're sending you to like fucking slum level like everybody's gonna be just like in a fucking situation as soon as you hit ground you're going to make your parents life way harder than it should be yeah me you're the one who did it dad yeah (laughs) thanks god Uh. all right so what is joseph's option here and i kind of want to jump into this here uh do it uh, this is another jewish text a bride who has become pregnant while she is in her father's house so, or a bride. So she's in her father's house, which gives us the idea of betrothal. So she's yeah. technically a wife, but not married. If that makes sense. Yeah. If she says that she has become pregnant from the groom, whether he admits it or not before us, the child is kosher. He is considered hmm. correctly. He is considered that and be the son for his heir. And even if the fiance says that he does not remember only that he does not deny it. So as long as Joseph does not deny Jesus, he falls under that. Oh, yeah. So here, I got two things to tell you guys. First, Matthew's genealogy starts with King David because the idea is for Matthew, he's trying to say Jesus is the son of David. So he starts in Abraham, gets to David. He spells out David's name. He's I was tra- actually thinking about that because like they say like son of David, but it's like Abraham's like fucking dust in the wind at this point. Nobody mentions his ass anymore. He is mentioned at the beginning of this one. He yeah. Is. Yeah. So uh, he goes David and then he goes. And the thing is like Luke talks about Mary. All we had was one verse. Mary is mentioned one verse in Matthew of just being like, so she's pregnant by God. And back to Joseph. So, well, here's the thing is what we just read about Joseph claiming it is that you go through and you say, Jacob had Joseph. Joseph was the husband of Mary who had Mm -hmm. Jesus. Then he goes, oh yeah, by the way, Mary got pregnant. Anyways, Joseph, because Matthew needs his... Oh, you just fucked me up just now. 
Matthew needs the reign of David to go patrilineally through Joseph to Jesus. So he jumps and he says, Joseph, don't deny Jesus. You will take Mary as your wife. You will claim him as the son. Therefore, Jesus is the correct patrilineal inheritor of David's throne. Damn it. You just fucked me up. So yep. I love it because I did not realize that's like, I didn't realize that even though we've been talking about Matthew, it wasn't until I read this that I understood why Matthew skips over Mary so quickly and focuses on Joseph because he needs mm. Joseph to claim Jesus as the son in order to make sure the Messiah thing works. That's so crazy. Yes. That's because I was just thinking about, I was, I was kind of like upset about this whole thing where it's like, you know, God, it was like God and Mary's baby and Joseph's just floating around, but it's like, like, no, Joseph actually has that like royal bloodline coming yes. down. Like he's actually like the, cause it said son of David. And I was like, Oh, that asshole. And then I was like, but he's like King David. He's like, we're like, uh, and yeah. <clears throat> isn't it? Isn't there some kind of verse where it's like, uh, you know, you will be like basically a prophecy of like Jesus will come from his bloodline. Yes. And it's like, but he doesn't directly. Right. Because Mary's not, you know, David wasn't in Mary's bloodline. He was in Joseph's bloodline. Right. That's fucking wild. So that that is why I think Matthew focuses in on the story of Joseph, because Joseph had the moment to be like, I, if I divorce her, it breaks the bloodline. Yeah. And then, or it breaks the heir. Then Jesus would not be the heir to David's throne. You got me so fucked up throne. right now. Yeah, because then it's like, oh, man. All right. So I want to go one more step further. Yeah. Remember earlier we said that the the midwife can declare this is or is not the father the son right yeah uh the first day the the mother has seven days but yeah. the the father can when they claim compare that. their dick shapes right right yeah you no. threw me <laughs> <laughs> but the father has the entire um lifespan to compare shapes yeah so, so that's the, not real everybody i'm just fucking i'm just fucking about so, so the father has the entire life well when John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. The Holy Spirit descends, just like he did with the birth of the narrative mm -hmm. the second time. Same same phrasing. And also it says that uh, there's a voice from heaven that says, this is my son, my firstborn. Like my, this is my son. Mm -hmm. So God, the Father, the God, the Father, the, the yeah. Judeo-Christian God. Oh, God, God. Claims Jesus as his firstborn son 30 years later. So what blew my also he was like Joseph's until he was baptized. I hadn't thought of it that way, but I don't see why not. I, no, no, but I it was like see. it's kind of like God gave him as a gift, like yeah, like yeah. You, I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilling the bloodline, even though there wasn't yeah. the P and the G, and then like that. That's yeah, bro. That's some weird. That's some wild shit. Not weird. That's that's some. It, you just is, changed the end just changed my whole perspective on this whole fucking two episode thing like just now i've i love our <laughs> i'm beer. not mad anymore no. i'm not angry anymore uh this is why i love being able to do these things and get into beer and bible you are never gonna hear a christmas episode or a christmas <laughs> lesson like this i guess by anyone but hey everybody thank you so much for joining yeah. us you guys hope you had a merry christmas happy new year looking forward holler at us yeah uh if you hear anything or you want to comment on something, like hit us up on social media. Instagram is our main thing. Instagram is the way to go. I'll give Neil's phone number out uh, to you guys if, on Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have any of that shit. But yeah, hit us up on Instagram, DM, post, whatever you want to do. But uh, yeah, Merry Christmas and thanks for 
staying with us.